Hey, Popecast, what are we doing? It's your good buddy, Ian Pope, back to you once again. So thankful to have you here. Happy to be here. As always, the Popecast recorded in one take, no edits, for better or worse. Oftentimes for better, sometimes for worse. You guys know the deal. Hey, thanks so much for tuning in. I said it once, but I'll say it again. Um, exciting news that I just noticed before I started recording this morning. We had two downloads in Zimbabwe. I don't know if that has sunk in yet or if it makes sense, or if this is like a hacker scenario. Maybe they're trying to fish my identity somehow by drawing my interest. They know that this is how to do it. Uh, but we have downloads in Zimbabwe, guys. And um, our two downloads in the United Kingdom have jumped to five. So tell a friend, this is magical. The United States holding it down as always. Utah, God bless you out there in Utah. Um, really cool. So, man, let's just jump right into it. I uh, talked a little bit about, I said I would talk about the Jim Gaffigan Comedy Monster um, special last time, and I just said that, and then I skipped right over it, because, as you know, for better or worse, and um, all that I really wanted to say about it was that Jim is a very funny guy. It was a good special, of course. Um, he made a joke about marching bands. And I thought it was hilarious how offended that his audience was by that. They were all aghast. They all suddenly, they literally all gasped in unison. And I found that hilarious that Jim Gaff, again, has uh, cultivated an audience that is uh, stunned, stunned to silence by making fun of marching bands. Truly hilarious. Besides that, my biggest takeaway, my only real observation was that uh, he had some funny jokes making fun of his wife that he's afraid to call her crazy, silly things like that, simple Simple little jokes. Um, and doing this whole thing, he had forgotten to wear his wedding ring. So, Jim, if you were just joking about your wife being crazy, I know it, you were obviously joking in a comedy special, but the fact of the matter is, I don't know how many wives are just cool with their husbands recording Netflix comedy specials without wearing their wedding ring. It, either she trusts you entirely, which I'm sure she does, the most likely scenario also is that she knows that absolutely nobody is going to try to steal you from her. <laughs> so shout out to Jim Gaffigan. That was all that I wanted to say about that. Visiting one last thing. This is a little crazy, but visiting one, revisiting one last thing from the last episode where we were talking about Machine Gun Kelly and Megan Fox drinking their own blood in some sort of an engagement ritual. I had spoken about how I, you don't just start with drinking blood, that's like an escalating behavior. Like that is you've you've been consuming some of your significant others other fluids, shall we say, before you reach to the level of drinking their blood. It's safe to say, I think. So I'm gonna play a little game of Would You Rather on the podcast this morning. Popecast, would you rather special? Would you rather drink pee or blood? Okay, because my theory is that Megan Fox and Machine Gun Kelly, um, whose names I vow to not say again throughout the course of this episode, but those two have done both for sure. They've done both. So the easy answer for me is um, comes down to whether or not you prefer tomato soup, tomato soup or apple juice. Okay, fairly good comparison for both of those items. And so. Then it comes down to temperature because you're not going to want to consume apple, apples. Uh, what was I saying? You're not going to want to consume tomato soup. 
on a hot summer's day. You're not going to want to consume cold apple juice during the winter. So would you rather drink pee or blood? For me, it comes down to seasonally. And um, right now being winter here in the Midwest, we're recording this in Des Moines, Iowa, Des Moines, Iowa, um, in the central time zone of the continent of North America, which I now feel the need to say because we are multi-continental. We're on three of seven continents. List ears in three of seven continents, aiming for global. Right now we're international, we're intercontinental. We're, we're aiming for seven of seven continents. And how we're going to do that, hot topics like this. Would you rather drink pee or blood? For me, like I said, guys, it comes down to seasonally. Blood is most akin to tomato soup. Pea, to me, has always smelled like, um, like apple juice. And I finally, I frankly find apple juice disgusting for that reason. But uh, not a huge tomato soup guy either unless it's cold and it's winter and I've got a grilled cheese in front of me. And that's not part of the deal here. So what we're saying is, is that... Um, it's seasonal. And for me, it comes down to it. It's winter here in the Midwest, like I was saying. And so I'm uh, drinking blood all day. I'm drinking blood all day. And if I got to fix up a grilled cheese Sammy to go along with it, then so be it. Consider it done. Um, hopefully it never comes down to that. Things are going pretty well right now. And if I have to resort to that sort of thing, um, I'm not willing to, you know. I'm not willing to until I am. Let's just say it like that. Never say never. But... Uh, what else has been going on around here? People have been burning Carhartt coats for some reason or another. Something to do with the vaccine. I try not to listen to or pay attention to any of this kind of information because I feel it just like tinges my my tinges my good nature and how I interact with other people. You know what I'm saying? So I uh, try to be positive locally with those who I encounter and try to not carry in any like predispositions of negative negative outside influences and you know you can make an argument against that for sure it's easy to do but my idea is that I want to be as pleasant as I can be and as genuinely positive as I can be for those around me so part of the way that I'm going about that making an impact in my local community to the best of my abilities is to not consume outside outside negativity that is not directly relevant to my life okay so you can for sure make an argument against that like i said but my biggest takeaway from people burning carhartt uh clothing in protest to something to do with the vaccine like a mandate i think um is i hope that one of these truck companies like ford or chevy does something similar to what the folks at carhartt did and so we can watch rednecks burning their trucks purely for my own entertainment. I would love to watch just viral videos of people burning their own trucks in anger and uh, just suddenly realizing that they still owe on that banknote and that their insurance company is um, counting themselves out. <laughs> so I think people are dumb enough to do that. I think people would definitely burn their own trucks in order to try to get some likes. Um, it's a small step from anything we've seen so far, and so I think it's really only a matter of time. Let's see. What else? My wife brought home reusable Ziploc bags. Guys, reusable Ziploc bags. And um, honestly, I just thought that was pretty much any Ziploc bag if you washed it out. So I don't know what we're doing. I don't know 
if there's like some new financial information I'm not privy to that we've reached a point um, in our situation that reusing Ziploc bags is a necessity. I'm afraid to ask, but I do know that I was standing over the sink rinsing out the inside of a Ziploc bag the other day and um, it didn't feel good. It didn't feel good. It reminded me of, um, it reminded me of, I don't even know. See, it, there, there you have it. It reminded me of nothing that I've experienced before. It was, it was shocking. So we have them. We've got a few different sizes, reusable Ziploc bags, and they appear to be just like Ziploc bags, maybe made out of a slightly heavier weight of plastic, I guess. And I guess if we're, you know, if we're leaving, if we're keeping um, a dozen Ziploc bags out of the landfill per year, I'm for it. You know, count me in on, on saving the environment. Um, and I guess in order to do that now, I am rinsing out reusable <laughs> Ziploc bags. So that's crazy. The big NFL games of the past week, they've been talked about. They've been talked about to death. Um, in the media, the punditry has uh, given its its full due, and I'm sure we'll even hear about it more in the lead up, in the closer times to this upcoming weekend's NFL games, specifically that Chiefs Buffalo Bills game. Um, a simple travesty that the coin toss decided the possession of that game, right? Uh, I'm sure that I'm sure that's been covered, but think that the solution is I'm fine with that I guess during regular season NFL games do what you got to do you know I don't really care I mean you don't want these guys playing a full other quarter in the duration of a regular season game but in the playoffs I think we have to play a fifth quarter make the game 125 percent of its original length play a fifth quarter that seems like the only solution to me and uh, the college solution is the second best, I think, is that if a touchdown is scored, the other team gets a chance for a touchdown, yada, yada. But my pitch is that we play a whole fifth quarter of football, and nobody would have been mad about that in that game, in that Buffalo-Kansas City game. The next thing I'm going to talk about is far more local. There is a um, – I'm naming names, I guess. There's a local – it's regional, I guess. I'm in Des Moines. This person is in Omaha. There's a comedian in Omaha who is um, hilarious, guys. He has uh, inspired me. He's a delusional comedian um, who is just lost in... I mean, all comedians have to be delusional. I'm certainly delusional to a certain extent. I try to keep one foot in the pool of reality at all times. It's kind of a, a mantra um, of mine, a reminder that I give myself regularly. This person in Omaha... Um, his name is Trenton. I'm just going to say it. His name is Trenton, but he has assumed a stage name of Lavetti, which is hilarious. It's funny. I mean, I don't know. Stage names in general crack me up. Um, Lavetti Vegas. So if anything, this is just a promotion of me, um, encouraging you to check out his stuff. So what he's got going for him is a work ethic unlike any that I've seen before. Very hard worker. Um, as hardworking as delusional, I would argue. But he, most importantly, and relevant to this conversation here, he has inspired something that I have entitled Unsent Comments. 
unsent comments is what I'm calling it. And um, on some of his posts, he uh, will ask, you know, just absurd information. I'm going to try to pull it up really quickly here. Unsent comments. Let's see here. Stick with me. Oh, yeah. So he made a post that said, honest opinion. What sounds better, the sensitive diabetic or the diabetic comedian? He was asking for branding information, crowdsourcing branding information via his social media, which for um, something that is exclu as exclusively independently creative as being a comedian is, unless you're working with a team. But crowdsourcing your branding is hilarious. And also um, crowdsourcing common sense information like this, what sounds better. If you're asking somebody linguistically what sounds better, um, I mean, that's the job, right? That's the whole thing. What sounds better? What sounds funnier? What is most concise? What rolls off the tongue better? That's the whole job. And if you're outsourcing this type of information, I mean, either to give them the benefit of the doubt, quite possibly you're just trying to get some interaction. You're trying to, you know, you're basically promoting what you are going to be doing in the future, which to, in some regards I think is pretty smart. Um, but the, on, the fact that there's a black and white answer to this linguistically, if there's any word people here, word people, are there words, such thing as a word people, it's sort of like being a foodie. Like if you're alive, you're, you're a foodie, right? If you're eating food, I mean, people try to claim some sense of superiority based on the fact that they like some kind of fucking stinky cheese that you've never heard of before or something like that. So they're a foodie, but so I guess I'm assuming some point of snobbery with this as well, but it seems pretty obvious to me. What sounds better, the sensitive diabetic or the diabetic comedian? Okay. The sensitive diabetic is obviously the choice. That's what everybody said in the comments. It was clear in a way. It didn't, the, the question didn't need to be asked. But my point is this, is that he has inspired me to um, start a genre of Facebook commenting called the unsent comment and the unsent comment is simply what you would send in a world in which that there that you i guess were shameless in your honesty but um we all know that that's not the best way to operate in the world and sometimes you just need to type an unsent comment into the comment box and screenshot it and send it to your group text and then a comment so my comments on this is not knowing which sounds better is why you're a failed rapper. Lavetti. Lavetti, for those of you who don't know, which is everyone. Nobody knows this. Um, except for people who are, I guess, his Facebook friends. And I don't even know how I ended up on this list, honestly. But um, the fact of the matter is, is that uh, he was a, was a rapper. And I would argue a better rapper than comedian. But, um, so... Unsent comments is the new genre. It's not nice, uh, but it's nicer than saying these publicly. And what I do is extra fun measure. I've done this, hundreds of these unsent comments, not just to him, but to anybody. Um, I leave them typed in. I don't delete them out when I'm done. And so in the scenario in which there's a major Facebook glitch and all the unsent comments get posted, I think that could be the cause of like the downfall of American civilization. If anybody else is doing this, I'm trying to get it to catch on like wildfire. It's a fun way. It's a fun way to express yourself to your close, uh, to your uh, confidants without starting fires unnecessarily and wasting time um, unnecessarily in 
back for back and forth repartee on Facebook, but also the fun risk of just leaving the comments there. And I will say one more thing in uh, Lavetti's defense is that his response to all of this would be, I've talked about it for a couple of minutes now, too long probably, but um, his response would be, well, I must be doing something right if you're talking about me, you know, and I guess so. But I guess, I, I mean, I probably wouldn't be talking about you if you were doing more things right. So let's just let's just put that in our put that in our pipe and smoke it, huh? Let's see. Let's see what we're doing here. It makes no sense to me that degrees that American degrees are less than European Fahrenheit. What do we got to say about that? Does that make sense? I know America is struggling, but how are our temperature numbers worth less than the euro, than the euro numbers, than the international numbers? Are we really slipping that far as a world power? Quite possibly. I, I would think that we, we took up Celsius at a time at which we were maybe an upstart country, and so we didn't give ourselves enough credit as to value the Celsius higher than the Fahrenheit. And I know somebody out there really knows how Celsius and Fahrenheit came to be, and perhaps this upsets you, this triggers you. But let's not let facts get in the way of a funny premise, okay? That's all that I've got to say about that. This has been the Popecast. This has been your good friend Ian Pope broadcasting to three continents of the world. Welcome, Zimbabwe. Welcome back once again, the United Kingdom. Thank you for telling a friend. And all across the United States, coast to coast, California to Florida, and many states in between. This has been your good buddy Ian Pope recording live on the Popecast, signing off today. Have a great one.